0: Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up. With your chance to sound off. Give your opinion. And tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio
1: 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. 909 on KDXU. I'm Andy Griffin. Thank you for tuning in to the show today, the Andy Griffin Show, every day, 9 o'clock. Although I'm preemptively letting you know that uh, I will be taking a couple of short vacations in July because, you know, my, I think my employer's like, you were in the hospital for a week. That, that's a vacation. No, it's not, for crying out loud. <laughs> it was not. A, it was anything. But when they wake you up to every two hours and stab you with something, that's that's not a vacation, at least not one that I... Uh, enjoyed whatsoever so anyway yeah uh, first week of july family vacation last week of july couple the va- couples vacation so that's what we're going to do uh, thanks for tuning in gil omkris is with me today county commissioner hi gil good How morning are you? you are i think for the first time in i don't know however many times you've been on the show uh, you're not wearing a tie you're 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 actually <laughs> you're unbuttoned the top button i don't i didn't, I didn't know if you had a neck because you always yeah. had the tie on I i didn't know
0: I take a lot of ribbing from my <laughs> fellow commissioners too. That when it gets hot, or when it's not a formal thing, why are you wearing a tie? I guess it's maybe old ecclesiastical habit. <laughs>
1: well, that can change too. Uh, it has. It has. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate you coming on. Uh, one thing we uh, I, I want to bring it up, kind of right up front. This is not uh, an election show. We're not going to talk about the election uh we we that's not the purpose of having Gil on today. we're here to talk about issues and talk about what's going on in Washington county, and that's our goal.
0: We rotate, and I realize I've been on twice, but then we back each other up. There were many months that I couldn't come, so right
1: right and uh, you know, and Dean Cox was sick for quite some time, and there were times when he couldn't make it right so and you guys covered for him, I was really thrilled to have him on. Uh, I think it was a month before he passed away because he wanted to come on and kind of have one last chance to tell everybody how he felt about stuff. And it was it was good. It was good to have him on.
0: It's uh, kind of sad when somebody has to pass away that you reflect back on a long legacy. True. And True. while we're all living, we see each other every day and then you somebody passes away and you say, wow, I remember that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <clears throat> I... I, 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 I You've been to a lot of funerals too. At our age, you've, you've been to quite a few funerals. Yes. But, um, One of the things that used to bug me when I was a young man was you go to the funeral and, like, I knew a guy and he was he was you know a good guy, but he he had some annoying things about him. And I I went to his funeral and uh, all they talked about was the good stuff. And I remember as a young man, I was like, "Well, what about this other all these other things?" And 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 then I I realized, kind of like you're saying here, Gil is. At a certain point, none of that stuff matters. All that matters is what kind of positive effect did a person have, and what are the positive things that we can remember. And uh, it's it's a good lesson to learn to maybe try to apply some of that stuff to while they're still alive, while That's we still exactly know
0: exactly my same thought.
1: So uh, hopefully we can hopefully we can start to de- do that. It's easy to point out what's wrong with, with people, uh, but uh, it's uh, maybe it takes a little bit of effort, but definitely worth it if we can point out what's right with people.
0: So. Yeah, we should overlook a lot of flaws and look to the good side, and everybody needs a break.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about, okay, some, some issues with the uh, with the county. Uh, the first one on everyone's mind is always water. Um, I think tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, Zach is going to be on and talk about water. Uh, but just from a county's perspective, how are you feeling in the water situation for Washington County?
0: I've been impressed that Sand Hollow... Mm -hmm. stayed relatively full. We are seeing a moderate decrease, both at Quail and at Sand Hollow, but as I've monitored the data that comes in as to lake level and capacity, Mm -hmm. I have to credit those that are conserving as well as the general management of what water we have. Excuse me, maybe I need a drink. (laughs) But um, overall, though, we have to be really careful when we completely turn the water off to our grass and say, oh, it'll come back next year, but we see our trees all dying. <laughs> there, there's more dead trees in St. George in the area than I've ever seen, and yeah. people say, yeah, Gil, because you're a tree hugger. Well, I was a landscaper for years, and I like to sit in the shade once in a while, but the overall benefit of conserving has to be balanced with, you know, what are we giving up, so give give your tree a little drink, even if you're letting your lawn go a little dry. I think it's actually a,
1: a pretty good perspective because I think people forget you've been a commissioner for a little while. And I think people forget that you, you were, I mean, for lack of a better word, you were an expert on, on lawn care and yard care and, and landscaping. The uh, does, we have this push to conserve water. That's a good thing. Right. Right. right? We right. are in a drought. We need to conserve water. Uh, a lot of cities, are doing, they had the flip blitz where they were mm-hmm. taking grass out of areas that were maybe not used much. Right. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, the, the feeling was there, we need, to, we need to fix all this stuff. Was it broken, Gil? Did we, did we go too far with, you know, putting grass everywhere we could and having too many thirsty trees and, and things like that from, from a landscaper's perspective? Was it broken or are we overreacting a little? At the, time,
0: <clears throat> at the time, there was a desire for people to come here and move here from other areas, and they were used to plenty of water or at least their green grass. True. Uh, even northern Utah is suffering, I think, worse than we are they because are, yeah. they didn't conserve, especially in that Davis County area. But having said that, there's no unnecessary grass all around us. And we probably did say, oh, that's easiest to just throw some grass in there and yeah. makes it look green and it's pretty I think people come here from out of town and they go wow we would have never expected in the southwest in the desert to have an urban forest or green yeah. grass and yet at the same time there's probably still those that are <clears throat> having way too much grass in their yard and they could have some drought tolerant uh, plants and things uh, for example the dairy queen that was on bluff street that right. for soil movement purposes they relocated yeah there's a plant there that is called an arizona rosewood it hasn't had water in what ever since they moved five years Mm-hmm. things thriving still it's, alive huh yeah it, all on its own same thing down wow. by summit so there's some down there where the old town and country bank was so th- it, it's important for us to notice what we plant and that it's not too thirsty but they're nice and green and and uh, still have a good area with drought-tolerant plants and trees. I, I'm curious what your perspective is on...
1: I, it's been maybe 15 years, at least 10 years, that uh, a lot of our local high school football fields were converted from mm-hmm. grass to artificial turf. Uh, just last week, they I don't know if it's St. George City or Washington City, somebody announced their soccer fields. are They're going to convert
0: soccer fields St. George. To, to artificial turf. Maybe Washington too, but St. George for sure.
1: What... What is your reaction to that? Uh, is, is it a good idea?
0: Uh, turf for sports years ago ended up being still a product that, boy, it got hot and it was yeah. a, you had and a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries
1: because they were basically yeah. playing on carpet before.
0: <clears throat> and so now they've come up with some new styles and the way they fill them so they're a little right. softer but not as hot. And those products are, are really good. 18 million gallons of water a year is the conversion from turf to artificial that St. George will enjoy. That's a lot of water. It is. But um, we can't dismiss the fact that when you still still see golf courses and some fields, that's reuse water that's in the system. Some people don't know 8 to 9 million gallons of water a day are put back into our... High schools, many schools, parks, Sunbrook Golf Course, other golf courses—that was something you flushed a week ago.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's uh, well. I mean, that sounds <laughs> gross, but it's true. And, and they they do treat it and clean it up. Yeah. But uh, and you don't want to drink it, but it's water that that your grass can drink. Yes. On a golf course or or wherever, and uh, so well, hopefully, Gil, we are headed in the right direction. What is your opinion on uh, the campaigns, the conservation campaign? They've been pretty effective uh, Mm -hmm. in southern Utah. I'm not sure about northern Utah, but in southern Utah they've been pretty effective. There are people who would say, well, why should I conserve when, you know, so-and-so is building 90 houses just down the road from me, and they all are going to want my water.
0: They have some regulations put on them, and, of course, they pay the fee to you know, part of their building permit to the Washington County Water Conservancy District. So they're putting their part back into developing supplies or resources, including reservoirs. That's really going to be the key is our reservoir issue and how quickly we can build them. Uh, A lot of people have the impression, I'll take my grass out so two people can move in next to me and they can have their grass or other (laughs) landscaping. It probably is true in some cases, but for the most part, the balance of new growth has still led us to lead the state, uh, despite that, in per-household savings. Um, if, right. they're, if they're hitting singles and doubles up north, we're hitting home runs down here.
1: Nice. nice, Good sports analogy, too. Way to, way to bring sports into it. I love that. Um, so hopefully we're, we're doing better. Uh, are there areas, Gil, that we, we've got to work on still? Are there, are there things that we really need to maybe start thinking about?
0: I believe a lot of people don't realize that a friendly gesture to a neighbor that's over-watering isn't a problem. Ooh, that can be tricky, though. It is tricky, especially (laughs) if you have sagebrush and cactus and they have a lawn. But I still see water flowing down gutters that don't Mm -hmm. need to and timing. I think our biggest push, though, has to be with the maintenance companies. They have no incentive to turn back the water Hmm. because their grass has to stay green. And I can think of a couple. I won't mention them, but there are places where I have friends who live in them and visit them, and their grass is lush and green and mushy. It's way overwatered, oh, no. and mm. it's simply because the maintenance companies really—they have no no incentive not to pour the water on because their job looks like it's supposed to
1: make makes them look better. And they're already making money, so what do they care if they have to pay a little more for some extra water?
0: Yeah, I think that's a place we could make some progress. Is Awareness amongst companies like that.
1: What about public entities like uh, like like parks and, and golf courses? I know it's secondary water, but should they be trying to conserve a little bit as well, or are we okay there?
0: Part of the problem is we could process more water. We just don't have a place to put it. And we're trying to work out a regional reuse system where we hmm. can share water from St. George, who took the lead in this, from one ass end of the county to the other obviously we're not going to take water to hilldale or enterprise where they have their own issues with conserving and how they're going to manage it but for Mm -hmm. this central part we should be sharing water back and forth on a reuse basis and then we could you know process 12 13 million gallons and it almost doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how much of that you put down right now because they're trying to use it up quite frankly so if you see sunbrook watering an area where no one's golfing in the middle of the day they want to one give the trees and lawn some grass some water but they also have excess so it's important that people realize don't don't judge too harshly especially if some of these reuse water places are watering
1: so if i see water tanks you know there's one on the hill over mm-hmm. here there's one in my neighborhood the water in water tanks is, is culinary water. That's yes. not uh, reuse or secondary water at all. And no. so we and we don't really, except for, well, I mean, we don't really have anywhere to put the, the reuse water, the secondary water right now.
0: There's a couple of buried tanks. One's mm-hmm. out at Sunbrook, uh, a million gallons or something like that. You don't even see it because it's underground. Yeah. But uh, they monitor those as well. And we really want to use up the water that we have that we're... Processing it costs money to process it, but it also yeah. saves money not to use culinary for those projects.
1: Talking with County Commissioner Gil Almquist here today in his sharp Washington County Commissioner mm-hmm. shirt. Should have your name on the pocket though, shouldn't it, or something? Um, probably. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to get on that. Uh, Mayor Staley was in last Thursday, and his said that he had Washington City, and it said Mayor Staley right on it. So.
0: Maybe we should hand these shirts down. Maybe I got... Yeah, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 true confession, my wife is the one that ordered the shirts and had the names put on them for Washington City. So was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, road construction is always an issue uh, when, it, when the weather gets warm or warmer or warmest. Anyway, uh, do we have around the county right now, rural areas of the county, uh, areas that you're in charge of, do we have some areas we need to be really especially concerned with construction-wise?
0: You know, our projects that we have because this is the time of year when we can do a lot of maintenance. Yeah, they're hampered somewhat by a lack of moisture. So for really? example, Sand Cove Road that goes down to Lower Sand Cove and on to Gunlock. Okay. They they graded that just oh two months ago and it's washboard again. Oh no. it's just hard to keep up because of the moisture factor. If we get a little rain we could start to compact that soil a little bit better. Um, most of the projects that we're working on are upgrades or some pavement projects, but primarily for safety. There's some widening that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, our road crews are out putting in bigger culverts, doing some maintenance, but especially trying to get the the roads up to uh, speed, um, doing a lot of work out in those rural areas. Believe me, it's hard to keep up. By the
1: way, speaking of roads, right now, in fact, they probably just cut the ribbon on that new road. Uh, Washington, St. George City kind of teamed up on that new road. I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, and their ribbon cutting was going to start at 9 o'clock, so we're, they're probably just getting it done right about now. I guess you've cut a few ribbons in the day yourself, huh?
0: Yes, it's always nice to have a good new road, though, that eases traffic, and they're making great progress in St. George on that road that's going to head west from... Where like Popeyes is on 1450 right. South off River Road, um, it, it's kind of a give and take because you've, we've loved those big green fields down there forever. But yeah,
1: do you do you feel like? And we had a caller uh, call about this a few weeks ago or a few months ago uh, that that we were not prepared for what's happening growth wise that we were blindsided a little bit or maybe just a little bit un- unprepared. Uh, And the reason I ask is the growth has been unprecedented. We have not seen Nobody has ever seen growth like we're having right now. And so uh, to be totally prepared for all that growth, I don't think anybody could have seen that
0: coming. I've used this analogy before. It's kind of like, hey, mom, I'm bringing some friends over. Can you grab some pizzas? And so she goes out, typical, you know, two or three friends come. Yeah. Well, they, he brought 20. (laughs) obviously there's not enough and pizza. your three
1: pizzas or four pizzas is yeah, not going to cut gonna go. it go
0: so yeah. to say that was the mom blindsided maybe a little bit but i felt like we took some blows mm-hmm. and that we've stayed standing and adjusted i certainly know that i was talking to a guy this morning about doing some cabinet work and he says i'm five months out wow and he said we are also as busy as we can be and we're delaying some of these big builders that are their typical bread and butter customer five weeks cause they can't get the cabinets. But wow. so if you say, were we blindsided by that kind of thing? Yes. But here's the problem. Where do you get more cabinet makers? Yeah. Right. Mm. Even with inside that company, how do they ramp up? Where do you buy the equipment? I, nationally we have completely dropped the ball and hmm. that I can make a political statement about that, but I won't. I'm just simply saying, america in general when we have such a high inflation coming even more so and people that just got free checks and sat home and nobody wanted to work and then they had to pay more i mean we've created our own perfect storm
1: Mm. it's not a good thing
0: but i think we fared well down here
1: yeah uh jeremy larkin always likes to talk about how there are Right now, the need for 4 million homes in America, we are underbuilt by 4 million homes across yes. the country. And uh he said, you know, we've got the, these construction companies going as fast as they can, doing as quick a job as they can, but if you can't get... Uh, Like you said, cabinets, or if you can't get concrete, which is I think there's a concrete Mm -hmm. shortage right now, uh, uh, then what are you supposed to do? You can do everything else, but there's you know, uh, uh, building a home is a process, and if you can't get, say, the wiring done because there's not enough electricians, you can't put the drywall up, Mm -hmm. and if you can't put the drywall up, you can't paint, and if you can't paint, you can't you know you know what I mean? You can't put the 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 appliances in, and yeah. yeah. And uh, it it seems like, uh, like you said, yeah, we were a little bit caught off guard with the tremendous growth, but we certainly weren't the only ones, were we?
0: Nope.
1: The whole world.
0: (laughs) It's still a market economy. You know, I'm a conservative, believe in the market, and we make adjustments all the time. And yet countries that have more economic control from the government, they just say, well, tough. Yeah. In in America, we say, well, we're doing our best, and I'd say everybody is out there doing their best.
1: There is talk of dropping the national tax on gas temporarily. Uh, five of the 50 states now have dropped the state tax on gas. Uh, as a politician, as a county commissioner, is there, when you hear something like that, uh, red flags went up for me, Gil, when I heard that. Because what's going to happen, it might temporarily help a little bit. But eventually, they've got to put that tax back on because these aren't taxes that can go away for. I mean, we take care of our roads, you know, and, and right. infrastructure with, with these taxes. So they might take it off and it might help a few minutes, uh, but then it's got to come back. And the other thing is just because you took the tax off doesn't mean the oil companies are going to lower the price. Any thoughts on all that?
0: Uh, well, you've hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> for example, the administration said, well, let's release one third of our reserves right our petroleum reserves well that didn't do one thing no didn't change the price one bit and then they called for hey companies uh you need to step it up and start making more gasoline and they (laughs) said great with what crude oil you have shut that off yeah you know so it's it's a misguided fuel policy for sure and even though the Taxes don't have a, oh, well, we'll just lower that. There's always a consequence if you don't have it. Maybe the roads don't get the care that they need. Right. And um, sure, I'd love to drop taxes, but usually people that say we're going to cut this tax doesn't mean that they've cut the expense associated with serving the people. And so it gets transferred over to somewhere else. Yeah, and all, and all of a sudden... A new tax
1: somewhere else. Yeah, your budget isn't balancing because you've got to take money. You've got to borrow from Peter to pay Paul, right? Yeah. That, that kind of thing. And uh, uh, St. George City uh, had a tense um, city council meeting a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. There were a couple of issues. One of them I want to—I don't want to talk about. The other one I do want to talk about, uh, and that's the raising of, of property taxes. Now I had some budget people on. And they said, "Well, it's going to equate to about six dollars per household, mm-hmm. seventy dollars a year, something like that." Right. Uh, when it when it comes to taxes, people get pretty fired up, and I can't blame them. I I, you know, Gil, I I was an independent contractor. I was basically my own boss for twenty something years, mm-hmm. uh, and and. You know, it, when you own a, a small business or an independent contractor, you can you know you you work to taxes and you you find out that you're losing money in a lot of ways and, and anyway you don't have the same withholding that you do if you're an employee somewhere. So when I took this job here three and a half years ago as a full time employee and I got my first check and they kept five hundred dollars out of it or something like that, I was kind of stunned. I was like. Wait a minute. What? You know, I made this amount of money and you're keeping that amount of money. I'm barely making more than you are for crying out loud. So uh, I I think that, you know, when 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 you say you got a little, you know, county only takes a little bit of taxes. City only takes a little bit of taxes. Federal feds only. And you got FICA and you got all this stuff. uh, it, It ends up being a pretty big chunk after a while, Gil.
0: The date used to be around May fifteenth that mm-hmm. one would have to work till May fifteenth oh my gosh to pay all of their taxes and fees so before they could actually start keeping it
1: five and a half months or four and a half months, yeah, months we're, we're, i we're don't know paying? what the new date is, yeah. but it
0: used to be may fifteenth and uh-huh. of course, it would vary from you know if, if you're working or not, but the average person I know that people want for ever to have public safety is high on their minds. Mm-hmm. And Sun River wanted a fire station so bad, and they just kept hammering. This started a decade ago. We want a fire station. We want a fire station. Right. And they wanted it to be manned, so full-time staff, etc. And not all fire stations are that way, but some are. And it took a while. And the comment I remember once was they said, we would even pay more in taxes if we could have a fire station. <laughs> And I thought, okay, we're, we're not going to have a special assessment for Sun River. No. But but my point is is that some people say, and in this case, I don't want to pay any more taxes, but I sure want the police to show up, and I'm tired of red light runners, and we have far too many fatalities. Mm-hmm. And I also notice that the fire response time is expanding or, or you know, <clears throat> Take some longer to get there because their distance or what have you. Right. When you're in an accident or you're injured, you want the ambulance to be right there or the paramedics, sure. or you and could that, die, yeah. and that costs money. So, am I a tax guy? No, but in this particular case, the service may outweigh the anti-tax protest. Hmm. All right. Well said. With that thought, we'll
1: go to weather. Gil on, Chris on with me today. County Commissioner, we'll get Gil a drink so he can clear his throat. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news. Always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Welcome back, 937. If you want to call and be a part of the show, 673-5890. You can ask County Commissioner Gil Almquist a question if you like. You can even make fun of his hair if you want. He has really nice hair. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, and if you would rather text in the program, we accept texts, of course, at 435-467-5842. would uh, love to hear from you. Gil, there's a big, big fire burning out there. Uh I want to say it's is it near Brianhead? Is that the, it's,
0: it's near Bryce. It's still in the oh, Dixie Bryce. National okay. Forest which is a name I hope they never change.
1: Yeah, <laughs> me too.
0: But it was a fire that started in May. And they thought they had it out but mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is typical these logs and hold on to their heat forever and they kind of burn internally. Get these winds coming that we've had and you have no idea that one day or think it's out, and the next day it's popped back up. So they talk about even after fires around a house or something, they have crews come in and kind of hit the hot spots because they know that they right. could rekindle a fire.
1: I, last I heard it was, I want to say 2,800 acres, something yeah, like that. Yeah, about that. that and compared- only 5% contained.
0: And it—we have to be real careful because the Brianhead fire was eighty-four, eighty-one thousand acres, mm-hmm. and that was just a guy—guy guy defying the fire marshal's request not to burn. And he said, "Ah, eh, what's what's the harm? I've just got this little thing. Went in the house. He got back out. and It, it was gone. He couldn't mm-hmm. stop it. Yeah, so." Yeah. Even though we want to think that our chains don't drag or our little fire's okay, No, nah,
1: be careful.
0: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I live near
1: a little park in St. George called Forest Park. And because it's been so dry, uh, not only is there your regular, because it is a forest, your regular ground, you it's know, beautiful, ground there? droppings and stuff, there, there's a lot of trees that have died because of the dryness and broken. And mm-hmm. so there's logs and wood. And I, it, it's actually, if you wanted to, if you needed a fire, it's a perfect place to, to have one. We don't need a fire. We don't want a fire. Right. And, uh, and sadly, I, I am scared because uh, I have a property that's very close to that. And if that thing goes up, it's, it's going to be a problem, a real problem. So
0: I've been impressed on the freeway. UDOT has had some crews out there that are minimizing... They're doing a lot more mowing and a lot further back Hmm. so that there aren't freeway fires. But then they've also thinned a lot of trees up along the highway by Beaver and other places so that that car accident, which sometimes cars just catch fire and that causes the fire on the hillside. But um, I've been impressed with what UDOT's trying to do to keep the freeway fires down.
1: Do we need to... um I guess being aware is the biggest thing, right? With right. with with uh, vehicle, vehicles, you know the the stand always comes out. Well, you know uh, we had, uh, I think the one yesterday we had 200 fires in the state of Utah, and 77 percent of those are man caused.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, first of all, I'm thinking, what are the other 23 caused by? Mm-hmm. A couple of deer playing poker, and you know <laughs> one of them lights up, or I, I don't know. Uh, and then the other thing is, I, I think probably of the 77 percent that are man caused 76 percent were accidental you know maybe maybe there's a couple of guys that started fires on purpose but for the most part it's like you said a chain dragging a car accident in which metal and, and asphalt you know maybe interact and create sparks uh even a campfire that you thought was in a really great you know rock ring and no there's no way anything could possibly and then a little piece of little ember you know floats away and lands on a leaf and poof you know
0: yep so, And sometimes it's as simple as somebody mowing and they hit a piece of metal and cause oh. a spark that's happened uh welding sometimes there's just some somebody's mending a fence somewhere or a, a gate and they don't realize that uh dryness around him the little spark doesn't take long we
1: should get mayor macarthur's thoughts on that one he's a welder isn't he
0: yeah i only mentioned that because there was a big fire up on smith mesa about 10 years ago Hmm. took out about ten thousand acres
1: and somebody was was by a welder wow
0: but not to throw welders under the bus certainly they are cautious and very few of those but like you said accidents do happen
1: yeah yeah as dry as it is and The only thing that can fix that is uh, if we get some moisture. Now, uh, I was talking with, we had Jack Lancaster on a week ago or so, and he said he had a feeling that we were going to get our monsoons finally in July because it's been a couple of years. And I said, you know, Jack, I remember many a 4th of July celebration. You probably do too, Gil, in which the lightning storm was more spectacular (laughs) than the fireworks. That's so true. (laughs) Uh, But accompanying the lightning storm almost always until the last couple of years was rain. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we still get lightning occasionally in July, but uh, we haven't had rain the last couple of years. So that's what we need. We need those monsoons to actually show up this year with moisture.
0: I did a lot of work in Pine Valley when I first moved here Mm -hmm. and just helping people out up there that had cabins and trimming trees and things for them. And I knew every afternoon by two or three in in the afternoon, I'd have to pretty much quit because it would start raining. Hmm. Not that what I was doing, you know couldn't be done in the rain but that regularity is just missing
1: yeah i agreed. and and i guess as i say well we sure could use the rain we don't want it all at once uh, true because it's so dry that if we get a big big like just a just something that dumps a bunch of rain all at once we're going to have some flooding issues in in the city and in the county
0: right we're always trying like i said to stay ahead of the game with those additional culverts and Mm -hmm. some that are undersized and replacing them. Our our roads suffer when there's big rains like that. Do you have a couple of hot spots
1: that are county, uh, unincorporated city, but, you know, county hot spots that uh, you know are going to be a problem if there's a flood?
0: We always worry about Brookside. Mm -hmm. That's a narrow little canyon. We definitely watch that. Uh, The Everyone pays on their taxes. We talk about that again, a little bit of flood control money, and that Mm -hmm. money has been put to controlling through either diversion or retention of a lot of these flood basins that hadn't seen a lot of attention since the 50s. And so you look back and say, you know, how worthy is that retention basin or how... Strong is that diversion as far as, you know, will it erode and cause anybody. And, of course, we're putting houses closer to wilderness all the time. Yes, we are. And so that interface with dry washes that aren't dry uh, with those monsoons is is a big concern of ours. Uh, we look for fire issues, especially in some of our hot spots, which I thought maybe you were going to talk about fire. The The Pinto area we're certainly concerned with always such a beautiful area up there but always you know this time of year dry and susceptible to lightning yeah but um, our flood concerns are one water quality when you overwhelm your intakes like up by uh, above Laverkin on the virgin so it always creates an issue if we get too much water at once
1: it's kind of interesting this this show today has evolved into fire and water water (laughs) And fire, and and I guess I haven't even asked the question, okay, because we don't have any or much water, what if we have a big fire? Will not having very much water be an issue as far as trying to put a fire out? I know that uh, you have to, somebody said it's 170,000 gallons or something to put an average fire out.
0: Well, it depends on size for sure, but, you know, the initial house fire that you might look at, yeah, Uh that's about right. And most trucks arrive with just enough on the truck to knock it back until they get their hoses out, right, <clears throat> but there have been cities that have dry hydrants, not here well, thank but goodness. across the country. there have been fire trucks that they
1: go plug in and there's nothing there
0: there's nothing there wow and and of course, those <laughs> cities are far flung, but it it does happen, but here not so what a nightmare for citizens huh yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they came to put my fire out, and there was no water. Mm. All right, got to get another break in. Gil Almquist is with me today. Love to hear from you if you want to call 673-5890. I did get a couple of texts, so we'll get to those, uh, address those as well. It's 946 on KDXU.
0: This is Mark Levin, and you're listening to The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned to KDXU for my show at 6 p.m. today.
1: I don't, I don't. know if you've ever gotten a chance to uh, listen to the Mark Levin show. That was Mark Levin doing that little liner there. But uh, Mark Levin is—he cracks me up because he gets so. He goes from zero to angry in in a, a split second. Yes. And uh, I, I. I don't know. I don't know how old Mark Levin is. I estimate he's sixty-ish. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. That the human body is meant to take the amount of uh, anger and stress that, that he puts on it. He's going to have a stroke or a heart attack or something. He just gets so mad so quickly.
0: He, he can. Gets worked up.
1: I am, I am not that type of person. I'm a pretty mellow guy. And it takes a lot to get me mad. Me too. But uh, Which is a, a good attribute. I'm not, not that there's anything with the way Mark Levin, I mean, he's a very popular talk show host and people love him. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't know how he <laughs> gets so mad all the time about uh, everything. Uh, somebody texted in and said that uh, it rained a lot on Kolob Mountain last year. Uh, I I don't think I got up Kolob Mountain last year, so I don't know. what was it rainy last year up Kolob?
0: It's interesting. They have a rain gauge up there. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if it was fairly average or, or normal. Sometimes those mountain peaks of course the higher elevations catch moisture we don't see down here obviously yeah that's true but um, somebody who lives there would know
1: yeah yeah good point um i wanted to get to a couple of these other texts uh we again we've uh, we are not going to talk about the election uh and a couple of them are about the election uh but uh just as uh, you know the only thing i would say is gill has been uh in the uh, in the as a county commissioner is it seven years eight years
0: I've only, this is my first term, so oh, okay. I've been years. in three and a half years or so. Okay.
1: And uh, what would you say, uh, this is like a beauty pageant kind of question, but what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned in now nearly four years as a commissioner? Uh,
0: I, I can say I've learned a lot of acronyms yeah that's the, <laughs> i came into that my first cracks me
1: <laughs> up actually
0: i got the arp and the pca and the mti oh. and it's like what i just started making up my own and giving them back their own medicine they'd say well i've never heard of that and i go i know i just made it up because <laughs> you guys talk and i haven't heard uh i guess the surprise would be just really how much the county has done uh, for citizens countywide, and then just how the budget is balanced and how they do work to do that i guess that would be my biggest enlightenment was how hard the employees work as well as then that close attention from department heads and other elected officials on their budgets that is a a big deal and uh, i've enjoyed that part of it immensely
1: is there i know you guys have you each have your areas of of responsibility right Uh, you're the three commissioners is there do you guys what, what kind of administrative power do you have for instance if uh, there was a an employee who wasn't doing his job and his supervisor could fire him but didn't uh, is that the kind of thing that as a commissioner you guys could get together and, and make a recommendation or uh, how does that work
0: we always respect the department head and the other elected officials i okay. can't tell the sheriff who to hire or fire right but all hr issues come through the commission office and if they exceed sort of the norm of what we can even administer over we'll we'll have a meeting together and generally it's how we help that employee the some private industry would just jump to well fire them yeah uh, we're not that way at all granted we don't want anyone who's not pulling their weight that sure. has a sort of effect on other employees in the same department but we really will try to work with them a, a, A government job is a good job. It comes with a lot of benefits. It's not just the paycheck, but it's the other things with health care and et cetera, some of the benefits that come along. And, you know, the paid days off of some federal, and there's a very open PTO policy where people earn their days off as well. Mm -hmm. So, but having said that, it's very, very seldom do we come down and just say, that person's got to go. Now, if they're doing something illegal or if they just really cannot perform, then the writing's on the wall and they kind of understand that. But otherwise, administratively, there's no real big hammers.
1: Okay. That's that's probably good, I guess. Yes. Right. <laughs> Let's take a phone call here. Hey, thanks for calling. You're on with Andy with Commissioner Almquist. What's up?
0: Yeah, I got a question. The question is, is I... I always say what happened in Texas. Stay in, in Texas. So I'm wondering why we celebrated ahead yesterday when, had, when we don't celebrate Christopher Columbus Day,
1: which is was more important than whatever happened in Texas because we have a nation because of Christopher Columbus, and yet and had nothing to do with the emancipation or anything like that. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, all the government takes off the uh, days, another
0: holiday. When, are we just scared of Black Lives Matter? Is that why we do it? Or if this, just a question that you might be going an to answer why we're taking a holiday for something that doesn't that happen in
1: Texas. We don't celebrate the 24th. The nation doesn't celebrate the 24th of July.
0: Why are we do why are we do something that happened in Texas?
1: Good point. He's talking yeah, about, talking about June, Juneteenth, right? Yeah, yeah
0: Juneteenth, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Thoughts, Gil?
0: Well, great perspective. I know it was... Some say, well, our national heritage and tragedy was we had slavery, and I agree. That that's not something, though, that I say America should wallow around and be sad about forever. Right. We, we've we made such great strides, and I was at a Juneteenth celebration that they had on Friday, and, oh, man, she was the greatest speaker ever, a wonderful black woman that came here from
1: i can't say her name
0: either (laughs) it's um, amelia or mala or something Uh her perspective was so refreshing it's like hey everybody let's move on but um juneteenth it's a big way to say that's over and and now we're we're moving forward i i think those with racial issues in the country ought to look at other times that we've had sort of uh, great strides, whether it was certain reforms and Mm -hmm. and, and who can use what drinking fountain and all that, but overall um, it's a federal decision and granted we took the day off, but still the government had to work yesterday in a lot of ways here to serve the community.
1: Well I think what what the caller too was saying is uh the, the reason they picked that date was that the date was the date that Texas right declared the freedom for, for all men, uh for the slaves and uh it's funny how holidays come around because you know, you have uh, a weird something. I mean, think you know, Valentine's Day is not a national holiday, but it's you know, it's a holiday and and it's a day we all talk about. And, it you know, it's most famous for the same Valentine's Day massacre more than anything yeah. else. And yet, and yet, we're through, you know, everybody's sending each other hearts. We and used to love. take
0: off for Columbus Day. Yeah, it used to be Columbus recognized. Day. I can remember when I was young that it was done. Now we have the,
1: Civil Rights
0: Day. You know, yeah. or Martin
1: Luther King holiday
0: instead. And the reason for Texas was they were the last of the states. I mean, they they really didn't stop fighting the Civil War at once. Robert E. Lee surrendered. There was still fighting going on in many far-flung areas, and
1: well, and, and Texas. remember, Texas has been an independent country seven times in its history. So yes, <laughs> they, they they weren't going to take orders from anybody. I don't and think. And they're
0: still the Republic of Texas yeah. even today. Yeah.
1: So, uh, and and I think that's kind of why that came about. Um, I had, last week, we had a, a young black man on the show. His name was Max Christensen, plays football over at Dixie yeah. State. And, I know, uh, Max. And he was, it, he. it was refreshing for me to hear him talk because he was like, I don't want reparations for slavery. I wasn't a slave and you weren't my master. That 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 never happened. He said, and I don't want to hear about how white people are systemically racist when 95% of the violence against black men in this country are done by other black men. He says they, they want to make it about racism, about white on black. He says, why don't they address black on black violence first? And then we can talk about the other stuff if you want to later. But let's talk about the real problem instead of some perceived popular problem. So uh, I thought he really, you know, kind of encapsulated kind of how I was feeling. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, I've never... In my lifetime, and I, you're probably the same. I've never done a, a, anything racist against any other race. Uh, I believe, you know, just treat everybody, you know, I, more the golden rule kind of thing for me than right. than in, any kind of uh, other deal is. That's how would you like to be treated? Well, and you know, and I played sports for a long time. Played a dozen years in sport sports and. I didn't care what color the running back was or the quarterback or the receiver. or what. All I knew is that was my teammate, and I had a job as a lineman to block for that teammate. Right. Take care of that teammate. Same with with the many myriad, uh, I'm a musician, the bands I've been in. I didn't care what color or what kind of person that other, you know, the trumpet player was. I know I had a responsibility to play the music to the best of my ability, and it didn't matter. So get a little frustrated Thank you for, for
0: having a great show today. Yeah.
1: It's always a pleasure Gil. Thank you for coming on. Gladly. And uh, we uh, uh, feel like, I, I feel like the county is, like you said, maybe weathered some of these storms that we've been in a little better than other places. So, I agree. Thank you. And I you. appreciate you uh, helping us with that. Uh-huh. Thank you Gil. Good to talk to you today. Thank We're you. out of time here on the Andy Griffin Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll try to do better. We'll see you then.